Hello, and welcome to the Free to Be Show. As you can see, I'm not alone today. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. I have, I'm not. Who are you? Yeah, who is this strange <laughs> guy on the on the on the screen? yeah, so this is my guest co-host today, Stephen McGee. Welcome, Stephen. Hmm. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And we're going to talk to you today about forgiveness. But remember, we start the Free to Be show with a few agreements. So as you listen to the intro, listen to uh, what you are agreeing to. We'll be right back. Let's normalize that smiling is being present with your soul and accept that you have the power to replenish from within. Let's agree that you are the creator of your world. Own the energy of your words. Most importantly, replenish with your own smile. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the ultimate joy monger. My name literally means the heart of the ocean of forgiveness. Listen. To this show as if you are excavating your life for places where you limit your own freedom. Are you free? Let's see. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So are you in agreement with those things? Yeah, more than an agreement. <laughs> Like, I'm excited about those things. yeah. Tell me more. Well, I just think it's those agreements are choices, right? And there's some things we get to choose and some things we don't. Some things I don't get to choose. I'm not in control of the universe. That's for damn sure. And uh, But those are things I am in control of. And I get to choose those. So Yeah. yay to that. Yay for that. So, you know, we were talking a little bit before we came on and um, you were talking about how much gratitude you have for the work you do and the people you work with, your clients. And and I was sharing that. It's funny because I am going to read a poem that I wrote called I'm Grateful. So I'm going to go ahead and read that now. And Great. good morning, Wanda. Thank you for joining us. <clears throat> So, I am grateful. Gratitude is not an attitude. It's in my DNA. It's in, an, it's in every breath I take and every word I say. For example, I declare that I am only always blessed. I declare that I never create being stressed. I am grateful to choose wisely with my words. Being that creates me as free as birds. I love to keep words basking in gratitude all day long. Doing that creates me being that and having it and never going wrong. How are you being gratitude today? Are you ready to play? Be a conscious observer of your thoughts. Be the pattern interrupt for the heavy ones. Be the cheerleader for the light ones. Be forgiving and gracious with your heart. Be kind and loving at the start. The transformation and information sought is within. An obstacle doesn't have to be a struggle. It is. You are more. Rename it opportunity, lesson, blessing. What you desire is what you're here for. Wake up every day and commit. Again, there's no guessing. Be your mission, your purpose, and be a stand. 
Know that you're enough. You are worth it and you are in command. Beyond believing, know that you are the only one that can bring this and give it son. Love yourself, sweet talk yourself, and walk with yourself until you are the essence of everything you desire incarnate. This is urgent. Don't wait the changing of your state. It is who you are being. That is, there is no compromise or disagreeing. The fact is less doing. More simplicity is the key. The fact is release the doubt because it's totally freeing. I know it's hard sometimes when you are seeing the manifestations of your past states of being, but that's the reason why you must create differently, differently in this here moment of now. Otherwise, you will never know how to, the, to manifest differently with more of what you are looking for. Close your physical eyes and see through your divinity that you are infinite and your possibilities mirror infinity. It is not a prayer, but a declaration and statement of fact. Be true to your words, feel them in your soul, and don't take them back. Be that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that um, and for creating that. I think that, you know, there's some words I find that are translated, which is fine. Like when I, when I read a, read a passage from a book, I might be translating what I, what I'm reading as I read it, but then there's words that are transformed when they come out. Like, you know, and there's a lot in that poem that comes from experience and from wisdom in your life and what you're grateful for. Uh, at least that's what I heard. Yeah, this is true. Very, very. <laughs> I'm glad you can claim that. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so, you know, in, in that, I, I speak of forgiveness. And, and in that, I, I actually chose to read that poem because, you know, we're talking about forgiveness as understanding. And, and I think when I, when was that? I want to say that was probably in the spring when I wrote that poem. It dropped in for me that it's, it's only in being in gratitude that, you, that it makes it easy for the heart to forgive. And the forgiveness is the lightness or the, the unburdening of my heart, you know, which, mm. um, yeah, which I'm grateful for. Me too. Like just the idea that we can let it go, you know, that we don't have to hold on to judgment, resentment, blame, guilt, shame, you know, that we have a way to clear it out, um, which isn't always easy, right? It's um, depending on what the judgment and the resentment and the blame is about, it, it can be sticky, you know, it can, it can really be in there. But I, I just, for now, just the idea that we get to clear it out. We have an opportunity, a, a possibility to clear it out is pretty profound, I think. 
And I love what you said, like gratitude is kind of how I heard you say it is it's access to the for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 grateful that you heard that. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Um and and it's it's also like it keeps that energetic flow of reciprocity of you know forgiveness gratitude forgiveness gratitude which ultimately helps us to be free right and and it's a vortex for creating more of what we actually want to bring into our lives instead of um recreating the i guess i'm going to say sometimes the mess that's already there you know mm -hmm. um you know a lot of people are they will, let's say, for example, like get out of a relationship, but then, you know, they'll start another relationship with a similar type person that ends in a similar type scenario. And that's just the manifestation of the vibration that they're carrying around with them um, instead of releasing that. So this is great that we're kind of philosophizing about forgiveness and gratitude, but like, how can people get to that point? What, what have you um, discovered in your work? Well, I, what I've discovered is the willingness to do gives the ability to do. So mm. I think a person, you know, first has to slow down enough to take a look at the patterns that they're, that, well, I'll just speak about me. Like, where have I, where have I done the, you know, it's, I'm the common factor in my life. Like, so if I see a pattern that I've had before and then it shows up again and it shows up again and it's, let's, let's just say it's not pleasant. Let's just say it's, it's something I don't want to keep doing because it doesn't give me the result. Let's say, I'll tell you one of my patterns in the past was con being condescending. Mm. Um, and it really came from being wanting to be in control or being afraid that I was being judged. So I could be condescending. So as a defense mechanism. So I have to be willing to look at that honestly. And I kind of have to be willing to do it without judgment because if I'm so afraid of being condescending and being called out as condescending, I might deny that I'm condescending. So it's tricky, right? This is where it gets tricky to take out the garbage. Yeah. But I'm then, glad you brought that up. I, I just want to like highlight that for a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> like repeat that part again about when you worry about being condescending that you might actually deny that you're being condescending for sure and defend it and try to you know blame the other person for not seeing my greatness or seeing how well 90 percent of the time i'm a great guy but yeah 10 percent <laughs> of the time i'm an i'm an asshole and i'm condescending and uh you know it, we have to put the light in on this i i feel like we don't have to do anything we get to put the light in on it. And uh, when I do that, it 
it's just like, okay, yeah, there's times where I can be condescending. And then it, and then I have some altitude and, and then I might have some willingness to move into the forgiveness. Like I forgive myself for judging myself, you know, as condescending. And in your poem, you at one point you say like, close your eyes. And it's funny, if you look back, it's like, I closed my eyes before you said close, close your eyes. So you were putting out the close your eyes vibe. But I, but I went, I, I find like, I, I can go right into then like, letting the judgment go because that's the other thing we could say the words mm -hmm. so what we got to really be willing at least yeah. from my experience what's what's your experience with those toughies <laughs> yeah yeah well before i actually answer that i'm going to <laughs> um see what wanda says she says i believe that being still and allowing your inner voice to speak to you because constantly moving you can't connect with self or God. Love that. Yeah, Love that. I I would I would agree. Um, like in the moment, in a similar scenario that you rec that you brought up about being worried about not coming off a certain way. So I told you I was connecting this morning, right? And and so in that connection, I was explaining this, uh, you know this dynamic of wanting to show up as a very loving person and finding it difficult because, you know, I'm distracted by the annoying uh, behaviors of the people I'm dealing with. And it blocks me from being loving, but I'm so focused on, I need to be loving, right? That holding on to that judgment, of, I need to be loving that I, I'm not loving at all. And then, <laughs> then I'm like, look what I've just created. I've created like a lot of resentment and frustration in this moment. And, uh, but it was very freeing to actually share that. And, um, and uh, it gave me an opportunity to, you know, in reflection, I actually don't think I apologize, but I did at least explain, you know, what's happening for me, what's happening in my internal world. And um, and now for the person that I'm talking about with them understanding that about me, they were forgiving, you know? That's beautiful. I mean, there's a lot in what you just said. You know, I want to <clears throat> unpack some of that if you if you're willing. But the the first okay. thing I think is who am I surrounded by? You know, surrounded by people that are forgiving that can reflect back when I'm not at my best. Um, that's super helpful. You know, we do become more like the people we spend time with, at yeah. least in in some kind of way. But I, I really, I really love what you're saying about that because it's, it's so easy to get locked in on trying to be perfect and, you know, or trying to be loving 
And the fact is we're spiritual beings having a human experience, which is a very common kind of almost mainstream quote these days, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but that includes the shadows and that includes the light, that includes all of it. But what I'm hearing you say is being human is it, it involves all of it. And I think that that macro you know, look at it as kind of like very freeing since we're talking about freedom and liberation to be ourselves. It's, it's like, what a beautiful thing to accept all of it. And that doesn't mean I want to maintain being condescending, you know, or grow it in my life and be more condescending. It just means, Hey, yeah, you're right. I was just being condescending. I was in fear and I, I wasn't slowed down and it was a reaction. And, uh, I forgive myself for that. Yeah. You know, I, I had tagged you on a, a post in LinkedIn. There's a conversation going on about um, you don't have to forgive yourself for anybody else. And I'm just curious, like, what is your viewpoint on that? I find that really difficult to believe. I feel like there are a whole lot of steps uh, skipped over in that statement because in my experience, the natural course of getting to a place to even consider forgiveness is like what you said, being with the shadows, right? Being with the ugliness of it in order to get to a place where you can accept that it's ugly and it's me. All right. I, you know, I surrender to that. Right. And then you're like, I understand that about myself. And so I'm going to just move forward and forgive myself, not judge myself about that. And then you can plateau, um, not plateau, then you can get to the understanding and then, you know, it's going to like, life is kind of a roller coaster, right? Like, am, uh, what are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing that we're all learning, you know, all of this. Nobody's exempt from the, that experience. Not one soul will be lost uh, in that understanding of that we're, you know, you're we're human. And so what I'm hearing in all that is, yeah, acceptance, acceptance for who we are. But the greater thing about that, I think, I mean, we're talking right now about like forgiving ourselves. And I think that's super important because if I can't be gentle with myself and forgive myself for my transgressions or my judgments or the shit that I do in my life, you know, then I'm going to have a really hard time forgiving others. Exactly. So that's kind of what I heard you start with, with the, you know, what was going on in the feed in the social media world of like, if I can't forgive myself, I'm really not going to be good at forgiving others in my life when I feel like I've been betrayed. Um, so that's huge to me or forgive just the, what's going on in the world. Like we would see through the lens of judgment and negativity. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that people are coming on. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So hello. Happy Friday, Epec. Um, she was with me in Houston last weekend. And Wanda's again saying, it's good sometimes to let unloving happen just a moment, but not stay there. Yeah. It's great. Um, when we recognize it can tap into our gratefulness and change with, right? Yeah. It's freeing to let it go. 
Yeah, love wow. that, Wanda. Yeah, she's super insightful. Um, she, I, I would say, is a, a very connected spiritual being. Clearly, again, speaking to the words of transformation, <laughs> Wanda's words are not translated. Those are, you know, ex those are words she has experienced. And I've never met Wanda, but I can, mm -hmm. I can feel the, the vibe and the frequency of that. And that, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. And we got a question here. If we can't control others, why then do we need to forgive them for their actions? Well, I mean, we could probably, Hugh, thank you for the question. I, I think it's a, a common question a lot of us ask, and I've asked it many times in my life. But the, the simple answer, and then I want to hear what you have to say about this, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm carrying around a judgment on another, uh, it's in my language. I'm carrying it around. The trash <laughs> is in my room. Right. It's not in theirs. They may not even know that they've done something that I didn't like. Or I mean, I've had these in this situation. There are people running around right now in the world that I think betrayed the crap out of me. Yes, <laughs> right. I don't even think that they have. So I'm running around with the garbage in my own head and my own heart, and my own body at a cellular level running in my life. And they're like off having fun somewhere in Aspen skiing or whatever they're doing. So I think that, Hugh, is the reason. But it isn't easy. Like, I have compassion for that question. Mm -hmm. what, do, what do you uh, see in that? I totally resonate, as you can see, by my reactions to what you were saying. Like, it's about unburdening, unburdening my soul. It really isn't about the other person, right? Because speaking on the cellular level, you know, I'm going to deplete my nervous system and my immune system by belly aching over this judgment that I have from this person, right? And even if I've had that conversation and they think we're good and I'm still holding on to that and they're like, you know, they've moved on and living and loving life. I'm the one that suffers. I'm the one that's killing myself for no reason, you know? Um, so... I resonate with that. And Apex says forgiving is not condoning. So there's that piece, right? When we forgive, we release ourselves. Mm. It is for us rather than for the other one. Beautiful. And, and that's why I think it's, I forgive myself for judging another rather mm -hmm. than I'm forgiving them. Mm -hmm. like, yes. Yeah. That's what the forgiveness, it's not really forgiving the other person. Is actually forgiving the judgment you have. If what they say is true, okay, however, if what they say is false, why would I hold on to it? What are you what are you reading there? Well, I'm not quite sure what Hugh is saying there, other than to me it doesn't matter whether it's true or false. Um because I can't control what other people do. You know, in the moment I do try to control what other people do, again, that's a hard game. And, and, and I will never win that game. I can only, uh, and I don't even know if I would use the word control. I might use the word look at 
or be willing to look at, like, what are my thoughts about that situation? Um, I believe in a, in a statement called, uh, you know, use everything for my learning, growth, and advancement. So if something occurs, whether I like it or I don't like it, whether it's true or whether it's false, um, I want to look at getting altitude on that and using it for my growth and advancement, for my own joy, inspiration, upliftment, and freedom. And I think sometimes many of us can get kind of hooked into whether it's true or it's not true what they did or they didn't do, and I'm going to somehow punish them. But while I think I'm punishing them, I'm just punishing me. And this is this is a tricky one because it's like I ha also, in addition to being uh, uh, condescending, I've gone through patterns of being self-righteous. Like I'm good. Not you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like inside me, you know, like I'm going to get you back for that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, really? All the while I'm suffering. Yep. All the while, I'm not creating in my own life. Hmm. All the while, I'm not producing the wealth and the generosity and the prosperity that is bestowed upon me through through God, through the Spirit. Like all the while, I'm suffering even more. How do you see that? It's a great question that he was asking us. Yeah, I love I love that question. Yeah. yeah, I I feel that all things are for the elevation of my soul. You know, mm. so I do agree with you on that. And then there's the world of, you know, in this world, many truths can exist at the same time. So again, I'm hearing judgment or I'm reading judgment in that question, because like, who am I to say that what they said is true or false, right? Like it's their truth, right? I have a different truth. And uh, just releasing that part of judging whether or not what they said was true or false is... Uh, it elevates my soul to begin with, you know? So we're getting lots of comments and I want to go to a commercial break, but let's just see what we've got here. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look at a couple. Um, okay. I've been there for um, a unforgiveness and it affects you deeply. Yeah. Pain in my body, sleepless nights. Yep. However, um, have to get to that point of bitterness and not forgiving. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, so, oh, there's Cynthia. Hi, yeah. Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. So glad you got to the judging. Yeah, such a great way to insinuate forgiveness past the ego's resistance to surrender from our own positionality, right? So. Great comments. And so good to see you, Cynthia, too. Um, but really, I, I think, you know, one of the things Wanda's saying is like, it's part of the journey to go through that, you know, until I, I use simple metaphors, but like if my house has a bunch of garbage in it and it's starting to stink, maybe that's part of the process of me going, I don't want it to stink in my house. Like I want to take the garbage out. So even that's something that's part of the process. Like I can relate to what Wanda has said, like my life experience is so much more free and inspired now that I've gone through the times in my life where I've, you know, done such judgment. Yeah. Hi, Peter. Hey, Peter. Canada. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is the person um, that I met this weekend and he uh -huh. was talking about forgiveness 
And uh, yeah, he interviewed someone on his show that was talking about forgiveness as well. So it's thank you for joining topic us. Baby. These days, right? Like there's a, just a lot in the collective mind and the collective consciousness that's kind of cynical and negative and we're, you know, many of us are caught up in that narrative. And I, I just prefer this narrative. <laughs> this, <laughs> right. this one feels a lot better to me. It's so much lighter, right? It's so much more freeing. So yeah, we'll be right back and we'll, we'll dive into uh, some more ways to get to uh, understanding. Let's replenish. Practicing self-love is to nurture the soul. And to nurture the soul requires elemental reconnection with nature. Fire is your sexuality. And earth, your mindset. Air, your voice. And water, your heart set. Replenish Me St. Martin Experience is what you require for your soul. Join me February 19th through 25th in 2023. Release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Nurture your soul elementally in St. Martin. Dang, wanna... that looks fun. <laughs> I know. You want to come? <laughs> I would, that looks beautiful. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so what are some more ways? You know, we've already offered uh, one way to get ourselves to forgiveness. What, what are some more things that we could uh, get there? Well, I think we talked about, you know, willingness and then, you know, whatever the process is for each individual, the one that I like is what I stated, which is I'm going to, I want to get in touch with the judgment. Mm. I can't be afraid of that bad boy or bad girl. I got to like get in, I want to get in touch with the energetic of it. And I mm. want to, I want to experience it because it, it's doing something in there. You know, it's doing something, as you mentioned, at a cellular level, uh, not not to mention mentally. I mean, because then I have a thought about the judgment and then the thought leads to the emotion and then the emotion turns into despair and then the despair turns into sadness and anger. And then I wonder why my life is not working. So I think getting in touch with it and letting it go, like I forgive myself for judging this thing. And, and really let it lift and clear. And, you know, for me, I like to do a calling in of the light. So I'll like ask for the light to clear me of my, of the judgments that I have and then fill surround and protect me. That's just one method, hmm. but it's one that works for me. So um, there we go. Like another layer of getting into you know, the layers that are in there uh, that I might be judging and really experience the space that gets created in my body, mind, heart, and soul. Um, although the soul is pretty free already. 
It is, you yeah. know, unless we try to attach something to it, which we can do sometimes, you mm. know, um, with certain vibrations that we hang on to for too long. Yeah. So for me, I, I've found that breath work is super powerful um, because <clears throat> just like I think Hugh here, he is uh, like, this is a heavy one, right? Once I forgave the drunk driver for killing my daughter, I released him from also killing me. My entire self was free to, to become me. Wow. Right? Yeah. So like for heavy stuff like that, that really gets in there, you know, like on a cellular level, you know, I told you um, I had an experience in my life where someone tried to kill me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it took me 10 years, but I released that. Um, but it, it took me more than the willingness. It took me more than allowing myself to sit, you know, with the light and clear it. I had to like get in there and restructure my nervous system with some serious breath work. And I don't even know what happens with breath work, but it's like just a belief, a, a, a release beyond anything that I've ever experienced. So there's like a whole lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of work that we have to do. You well, know. I'm so grateful that these deeper, uh, let's just call them bigger judgments have been brought forward. The one you brought forward and the one you brought forward, because to me, yeah, that's a different, that's an e excavation, you know, and absolutely. I'm a big believer in breath work because I think breath work can bring up and out those things that I have stuffed, you know, that old metaphor of the beach ball, you know, like, have you ever tried to hold a beach ball down underwater in a swimming pool? Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's really takes a ton of energy, right? And it's kind of like squirrely. And I'm like, ah, I can do this. And, <laughs> and then eventually I let that up and it comes up with a lot of force. Um, so yes, the deep work that that is required to pull those things up and out on the bigger, deeper, life-changing judgments that have occurred for most of us, if not all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I think I skipped a couple of comments from Wanda. Sorry about that, but ah, you're driving and typing. Okay. We're going to have to talk about that. I'm texting <laughs> you right up. No. no judgment, Wanda. <laughs> no judgment, Wanda, but that's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicholas, thank you for being here. Uh, hey, oh. Nicholas. Oh, great. Do you know Nicholas Smith? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up with Giants Network. That's where He's we are. He's the giant. Yeah. He's the giant. I talked to the small the other day. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Ryan, if you watch this. Um, okay. Holding on to him negatively was destroying my days and I couldn't heal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah way to save your own life, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Heather, thank you for being here. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that the, the excavation that really is required to, uh, I call it, for me, like in my experience recently, I would say it's more of a surrender to just like, I've got to forgive all the judgments I'm holding on to because 
it's swallowing me whole. And I just, I don't want to live like this anymore. You know, I want to, um, I want to allow my soul to be elevated or, you know, like whatever. So like, you know, in Islam, whenever there's a lot of hardship that just like, it seems like life is coming at you, you, you know, it's an understanding that this is a new maqam. It's called like a new station that you're being raised to. And um, just surrendering that, oh, this is happening for me. It's not happening to me. Mm -hmm. This is actually, you know, an opportunity here. So how willing am I going to be with this? Mm -hmm. And of course, I do the, the toddler thing for a couple of days, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> have my tantrums and go kicking and screaming until I don't. And then, um, yeah, and then I allow myself to be with all the emotions that the judgment brings up for me. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with kicking and screaming. <laughs> okay. Like, I think more of us need to do more kicking and screaming than we do. You know, there's a, there's a story, I won't belabor it or go into detail on it. I think it's in Dan Millman's book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, or maybe his second book. But it's a story where he's watching his house burn down with all of his precious belongings in it. And while it's burning, it becomes clear that the house is not going to be saved nor mm. anything in the house. So it's going to burn to the ground. So he gets on the ground and kicks and screams and cries and really guttural, like really getting it up and out. And as the story goes, he stands up and he wipes his eyes and he walks free. Hmm. Like he, he was willing to let go, at least in the story, of what was going on to such, to such a depth that he could get free in it and hmm. of it. And I think sometimes we're, I, we are trying to hold it together and sometimes for good reason, like there might be a, time and place for kicking and screaming. I don't know, but I know that when I've done that, and even as a man to put my head in a pillow and let myself sob and cry uh, is a great way of releasing and opening things up so that I'm not carrying it around and it manifesting later as extra weight, manifesting later as some sort of disease in my body so love what you're saying. Thanks for bringing out the kicking and screaming elements. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought up as a man, because let's talk about that for a minute. You know, I recently was talking about um, uh, toxic masculinity in women and men. But like for men, there seems to be this stigma like, oh, you cannot cry, you know, suck it up. But um, to actually not only cry, but like full body cry is what I was hearing you say um, is so powerful and so healing. I think that's like the fastest healing ever 
those, those like get on my face on, well, I don't use a pillow. I just get on the floor and just like, <laughs> like I really kick and scream like a proper toddler. Cause I've, you know, six kids. <laughs> so I know what that looks like. I was like, you you've been well trained by your kid. You've been right. by your kiddos. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, that looks like that's, that must feel great. So, and it does. Oh, I love it. So, uh, and more men should do it, you know, allow yourself to be with that. <laughs> yeah. So Heather brings up a point that uh, she she beat me to the punch. Thank you, Heather. But it, it's so if if I can't experience my despair and I can't experience my anger or my sadness, I'm probably not going to be too good at experiencing the joy. Hmm. So, you know, for people that know me, um, you know, I can see a sun sunset and get teared up. Uh, but that's only because, and by the way, this hasn't come easily to me. So the men out there listening, Nicholas, this <laughs> one's for you too, my brother. Uh, and Hugh and others that are listening, Peter, the other men on the, it's like, it wasn't natural for me. Mm. I wasn't taught that by what you mentioned earlier, Cordelia. It's like the collective is like stoicism is better strength in a man does not involve vulnerability. I call BS to that. Like it, it, and, and I think more and more people are awake to it. It doesn't, it, it just adds to my strength. It adds to uh, my willingness to be resilient and experience all of life. So I'm not yeah. going to stay there. You're not saying, <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick and scream for the rest of my life. You're like getting it up and out. Yeah. And I think I skipped Heather. I love all the comments. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this is a conversation that people are willing to have. Yeah. Um, it's better than harming others. Finding a healthy way to grieve is vital. Yeah. I, oh, Nicholas, I cry a lot and it's not, it's not natural. I was taught not to cry. Yeah. I was punished for crying. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah, I I like a relearning. I mean, I learned, you know, a relearn to let it up and out and cry. Yeah. Mm. Who would have thought we'd be talking about crying today? Well, of course we would be, right? Because we're talking about <laughs> for you, of course. <laughs> well, me, I'm a cry. Well, I I'm not gonna say I'm a cry baby. I cry a lot, you know. So um I knew it was gonna happen. I'm just surprised that we're not crying. We're like, you know, <laughs> we're laughing. <laughs> Oh, what Hugh said. I've given the gender divide back to man and stepped into my spiritual being. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yes, being shamed for feeling must go. Yeah. We're talking about humans. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. We're humans. How about that, Stephen? <laughs> human beings. Yes, not human doings. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and I, and I want to add that in here that forgiving is not a, something that you do. It is a way of being, you know, um, kind of like in my poem, I start out that uh, gratitude is not an attitude. It is in my DNA, right? So all these things are already there. And uh, all we have to do is allow them to, you know, free them. And, uh, and when we do that, you know, like you said, 
then that's how the the joy emerges and that's what we were actually built for we're created for bliss we're not created to be miserable and hold on to judgments and shame and guilt ourselves um we're we're only always supposed to be light you know what what do you hear with that well i think i don't know where this quote came from i think it's byron katie but you know all suffering comes from the thought only always you know so I, I, I get to watch that and, and see how that impacts my inner landscape. So what a beautiful thing as a human being. I love what you said about being, you know, forgiveness is a state of being, you know, the keys to the kingdom, whatever kingdom you believe in uh, is through forgiveness. Really think about that, like breathe that in as a listener today, as a, as a person that's in this conversation, because I really see this show as a conversation. This isn't like you and I having a bunch of answers or anything like that. This is just like we're putting, laying something out and people are participating even in thought right now. Yeah. Like we are building something here with what's happening. Even if person has, is listening and not typing, you know, it's like we're creating something here that, you know, is steeped in, the freedom of forgiveness. And so being is perfect, uh, you know, which we talked about the last time we came together on the, on the, on a show, right? We talked a yeah. lot about beingness and the easiest thing to do is to be the free to be show. What a perfect <laughs> title, you know, it's the easiest thing and maybe the hardest thing at the same time. But I'll, I'll, I just want to encourage people to breathe in that we can be in this state of forgiveness very quickly through a breath, mm -hmm. you know, breath and, and letting go, you know, so yes, there's the deeper big judgments, some of which have come up today, deep excavation. You said 10 years on the, on the one where you worked on. Yeah. And then I think there's a kind of a maintenance you know, of really each breath and being present with each breath in a way that I let it go, the judgments that come into my, into my beingness, into my mind. Yeah. How do you hear that? You know, um, I, I was hearing some things and I was actually going to say something, but I got distracted because I was actually reading the comments. That's the one thing about the show being live because I'm uh -huh. like less flow you're doing but, um, beautifully by the way of doing multitasking <laughs> thank you thank you for that um so how am i hearing that i would say definitely if i allow myself and i guess this is what distracted me because i resonate with it when um when Nicholas is talking about his darkness, right? I I think about that um, 10 year period where I was vacillating between like, I guess it was more of a toggle. It was like some days I'd be like really in the, that's okay, you know, like I can let that go, you know? Um, but, and then there would be days where it's just like, remember what you were saying? Yeah, I'm gonna get that person back. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to make their life so miserable. Like, <laughs> and, and, um, and what did I do with that? I, I became an alcoholic for a period of time, actually. Nobody really, this is something I don't want anyone to know about me. Before I became Muslim, I held on to shit so heavy that I would drink, almost drank myself to death. And that's mm -hmm. actually one of the reasons I became Muslim, because I was just like, I can, I, I need something that can really keep me accountable, you know, on the regular basis and just um, be with my emotions, be with my soul and, and understand what is gratitude. So like uh, the first five years that I became Muslim, I was like really practicing gratitude. And, and that was a kicking and screaming thing for me too. I was like, man, I'm grateful. You know, it was just, I was so stubborn. Oh my gosh. Not that I'm not stubborn anymore, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, that's where my mind went to when I was listening to you and, and actually reading that comment. So we are, wow, we're cruising. We still have uh, quite a bit of time left. Let's look at some of these comments. What about all the people who died before we had to ask forgiveness? Will they get the opportunity to join the kingdom? I, I'm gonna, I don't know if you wanna answer that question. I feel like, you know, cause you were saying the kingdom. I don't really want to get into like uh, religious schools of thoughts. I just bring up that I'm Muslim because I am, you know, um, not that I'm prophesizing Islam or Christianity or anything else. But it's just, um, you know, a lot of people are not aware of the, the theology, you know, and Islam. And so I like to to bring that into the conversation. So I, don't I, know. Love, I love it. I think that one of the beautiful things about this conversation and many that are happening is the diversity in it. Yeah. I just feel like it's time for all of us to embrace diverse ways of being and diverse ways of thinking and, you know, what I would say to Hugh is just, and, and again, this isn't me being like right about it, but when I use the word kingdom, what I really mean is the inner kingdom. Like I have um, a place inside. I would, I would almost call it like a sanctuary mm -hmm. where I can drop into the, the sanctuary inside. So I, I, my point of view about it, not that it's the right one, is that we all have access to that sanctuary and to create greater peace and levels of freedom in that place. And interestingly, most religions or non-religions or methods or thoughts or nature lovers or fly fishing uh, master masters, there's, well, there's so many of us going for what the same thread which is the peace. So that's what I'm focused on. Like mm. when I work with people, I'm not working with them on what's your method. I'm working on what's your intention toward greater freedom, greater peace, greater joy. And I think sometimes many of us can get kind of caught up in the language of it. And, mm -hmm. um, but what I'm practicing and I'm noticing even now as I speak it out is like, you know, really allowing people their the journey their own you know journey and and loving that you know like everyone has the dignity of determining what their way is what their method is so what kingdom means to one person might mean something different to another 
But I think that's part of this diversity and part of this conversation and part of accepting and cooperating with the people in my world, in my Mm. world, not just in my life. Like there's something everyone can show me and teach me if I'm willing, back to that word again. Yeah. But this is what I love about these, these, you know, these formats, like we all get to chime in. So I love that you shared about being Muslim and how you were looking at a time in your life when you were drinking heavily, you said, I think almost drinking myself to death or something like that. Like you were looking for a way, um, right? Yeah, indeed I was. I was in, yeah, and and that, that particular day that I decided to stop drinking, I was like, God, please show me the the proper way to worship you, you know, because surely I'll kill myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and, and that literally opened like the, the light, you know, into my life. And uh, yeah, and, and um, I am here now. So I love the ultimate <laughs> joy monger face. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh. You know, I like what you, I like the word light because I think it's one most of us can embrace. You know, like I I just would say, I like to bring in the light and what that means for different people are different things. Like to to some, it might mean one thing to another, another, but even the brain, I know you know some about neuroscience, you know, the brain has we know it's like electricity there's light in there so yeah it opens new new neurons and neuroplasticity and and forgiveness does that as well you know it it gives us a new highway for freedom it gives us a new highway for peace um lots of cases out there where we see people stuck in the muck and the mire and and through forgiveness, acceptance, and cooperation, coming out and through it into greater peace and liberation. And they're some of the greatest healers on the planet. Yeah, They understand, as Nick, Nicholas was saying, they understand the shadows. They understand what it's like to really hate something. Yeah, and they understand what it's like to reverse, like, breast cancer and, mm-hmm. you know, pancreatic cancer and... Um, thyroid conditions, because that's really what this does to you if you hold on to it over time. And uh, we don't we don't just turn 50 years old and like, oh, my God, my whole body's falling apart. Yeah, well, you know, you kind of chipped away at it, you know, throughout your life, holding on to these different energies and not releasing them, you know, not being willing to uh, restructure your life a different way. And, uh, and, and refresh with the light, you know, letting the light in and, and rebirth anew. And, uh, you know, even like with the title of the show, like when I first changed the name from replenish me to free to be, it was like free to be back then meant, um, just free to be me. Like it, it, it actually could have been the free to be me show. Right. 
But now free to be is more like free to be, you know, to exist, to be in my beingness, to um, just whatever is, you know, and be with those things and examine that. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but Stephen is there. Yeah. Or you could turn those numbers around, you know. Oh, and, and add a few years, by the way. But uh, yeah, I know how old yeah. you really are. <laughs> True grief is essential for joy. After losing a child, I had to grieve or it would come back around. By honoring my grief, I was able to receive joy and peace. Yeah. You know, there's a book. I haven't read it yet. Maybe you've read this book. That It was uh, a collaboration with the Dalai Lama and Bishop Tutu. Um, and they were talking about joy. And they said only people who have experienced extreme trauma know true joy. And so, you know, like as we're talking about uh, words that create your world, that's why it landed for me. I'm the ultimate joy monger, <laughs> you know, because it's like, yeah, I've. I love it that you claim that so graciously. You know, I love it. I mean, hey, ultimate joy, bringing more joy. Love it. Um, I want to go back to what Heather said a little bit, because one thing I've learned in my life um, is that anybody I've met and I've really gotten to know, and through some of the work I've done, I've really, and through the work I do, I really get to know people. And at first glance, I can remember kind of judging, speaking of judging, like what a person looked like. And I, I would presume or assume what their life had been like. <laughs> and people have done that a lot with me, like look at me and go, you know, I'm a white guy. And uh, it's like the judgment could be, well, he must have had it easy or whatever the things are. I have just really learned to let all that go and get to know who a person really is. Like, like Heather's, like, how would I have ever known that Heather went through something like that unless I spent the time to really get to know Heather? Hmm. What I've learned, though, is we all, almost without exception, have gone through such heavy stuff that it has either helped us to become more free or it's crystallized some negativity. Mm. But in either case, that person is doing the best they could in that moment. So my point in a, this big riff here is about compassion. Mm -hmm. Like I really want to lead with compassion because I just don't know because a person looks a certain way, what they've been through, what their childhood was like. I was telling a client yesterday uh, one little story. I crawled across a mud field when I was seven with my raging alcoholic father. Mm. Uh, there, were, there were three. I had two brothers, a sister, myself, and my mother. Crawl, long story how we got there, but we were crawling across a mud field to escape my father's father, my grandfather, mm. who was carrying a shotgun. And, mm. and it's like those times at that age, as we all know, can be very difficult and, and they can create ways of thinking that we have to unravel. 
my point in sharing that isn't that like that's just one thing in my life we all have them is to is to consider compassion for self hmm. like to be gentle with ourselves as we unwind and as we navigate these things that occur in life right and as we become more cash compassionate for self i think we walk in the world with greater compassion because if i'm super hard on myself with everything i've been through i'm probably going to be hard on you mm-hmm is that what's your experience of that yeah first of all i i want to acknowledge the fact that you are a white man <laughs> I and know. i i love that you brought that up because you know i met a guy on the plane he was like you know white men are taking a hit these days i was like well you know i actually disagree with that humans are taking a hit these days yeah if you have a heart and you have compassion then you're not loved you know you're 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 taking a hit so I, I totally resonate with the self-compassion piece. You know, that's like what my replenish me process is all about. You know, it's like the, have the self-compassion to know how to nurture yourself and create a practice of self-nurturing, you know, mm. which it's so important to, um, to know how to nurture yourself. Cause if you do, then you know how to nurture someone else, like truly not the, people-pleasing way that a lot of us are conditioned to do, but like genuine, like deep, compassionate nurturing that humans mm. require Yeah, beautiful. to live. Yeah? yeah. So there's so many amazing comments coming through that I, um, I've lost track to when people brought them in, but I'm going to start with Cynthia again. Um, what you're describing using the light is one way to navigate out of the neutral pathway where my <laughs> wounded traumatized part is seated and the reptile. Oh, Cynthia. Yeah. yeah, man, Cynthia, you are like such a light. You, you should be on this. I, I, I wish I could just like send you the link real quick and you can come in here, but you may not be camera ready next time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. My spiritual self resides in joy and freedom. Yeah. You're such a beautiful being. Speaking of light. Um, Indeed. Yeah, and Wanda says, free to be your truth. Yeah, Wanda and I go back a, a bit, probably six years now. My grief is celebrating and honoring the love. And yes, yeah, it's yeah. honorable and true love has grief when someone leaves, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so much there. I, I appreciate everyone and I want to acknowledge everyone, whether I actually read and showed your comment or not, for being here and being in the conversation, not just with us, but with yourself, you know, take this conversation into your day and into your next week. Actually, I'm going to continue on with a panel discussion next week about uh, forgiveness. We're going to end with a panel on, what is it called? Forgiveness to heal or the healing of my soul. So, um, yeah, really, um, I want to acknowledge and, and express my gratitude for everyone who showed up here today live. And for those of you who watch on the replay or just listen to the audio, maybe you're listening on Apple, Apple podcasts now, you know, do feel free to connect with me and, and share your, your thoughts. I, I love the emails. <laughs> so it's, uh, Hello at CordeliaGafar.com if you'd like to send me anything. Living in gratitude, I no longer have to seek something to be grateful for. 
it's always here. Yeah, it's it's true. It's always I agree with you, and it's just there, always there. And and I know we're rounding the bend here, Cordelia. I want to say thank you for creating this space and for holding such a beautiful space for forgiveness as understanding and the free to be show. Um, I believe that there's a ripple effect that occurs with a conversation like this so that each person goes out into their day. And I know the people here listening uh, live or on the recording will take it out and uh, will create light in the world. Yeah. So thank you for the format. Yeah, it's my joy. <laughs> so um, thank you for being here, Stephen. Will you actually come back another time? What did you think? Did you really enjoy it truly? Okay, okay. We'll talk. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And hello to everyone. All right. Until next week. So are you free? Do you own your part in that? Rather than lingering in shame, guilt, and despair, let's see where you can create more freedom, more joy, and replenish from within. Visit me at CordeliaGaffar.com and sign up for the five ways to only create joy. Until next week, be free.